0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is believe.
1: You're listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast.
0: Look for new episodes weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify.
1: Welcome to Kang's Cast. This is D-Fresh, joined by Eric and Ryan. We are recording here on a beautiful, crispy, sunny Sunday morning. We are excited to be back with you guys again. Today's episode brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. If you're enjoying this great podcast, please go to a, uh, Apple Podcast, a.k.a. iTunes. Give us five stars. Leave us a nice comment. First off... How's everybody doing this morning? I'm
0: doing great. Shout out Ziggy's 209. Uh, always supporting the boys in Stockton and Tracy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting this cool episode we're going to do. Um,
2: the, the, the last couple weeks have been exciting. I think that people are starting to get open to trading players and, and just kind of, we're getting a clear idea of where we're at in the season. So I'm looking forward <coughs> to diving in, into this one so we can give a little bit of our input on what we think you know we'd like to see happen.
1: And we are excited. This is your trade machine special. And knowing us three, this may be the first of, who knows, two or three, because that's what we like to discuss here most on Cast: Transactions, trade possibilities. So what we're going to do today is we've gotten to the great ESPN trade machine, uh, and we put some ideas out there for you. And we just want to throw this out there before we get into our uh, trade ideas, If you guys want to chip in what your thoughts are, feel free to comment on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I know we got a lot of new Facebook followers this week, actually. You know, show us your trade ideas, comment on what you think about our ideas. We want to interact with you guys. We think that makes things a lot more fun and entertaining. So, first, we're going to do regarding talent swap. So, we're going to go Eric, Ryan, then myself. So... Eric, the stage is yours, my friend. Oh, we're hopping right into it. Okay, so for yes, sir. for this one, I think talent
2: swap. Um, this is where we're we're gonna give up some talent to get some talent. I think is parameters. Is that kind of what you guys did? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, pretty accurate. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna give up my first talent swap, and uh, I'm glad I get to go first. This is gonna this is gonna fucking piss people off. I love it. Okay. <laughs> you so, always uh, piss people off. Let's do it. Okay. So the guy I'm. That I would like to see the Kings get in my trade is Miles Turner. All right, so Miles Turner. Miles Turner has a four-year contract, so he's signed, and it's only at eighteen million a year. Okay, so eighteen million is not not crazy at all, actually. And they have him for for a while. He's he is a younger guy. He could stretch the floor. He could play defense. He's just he's just a good player. Um, who are the Kings giving up for that? I have number one Bogdan Bogdanovich. All right. Bogdan Bogdanovich is included in the trade. And this is where the next two is going to start pissing people off. Okay. BJ Lisa. Okay. My guy BJ Lisa is in there. <laughs> at $6 million. So, the next one really going to make everybody mad is Rashawn Holmes. So, I would... How I'm dare you? Yeah, I'm oh proposing that the Kings God. give up Bogdan Bogdanovich at $8 million. Uh BJ Lisa at $6 million. Rashawn Holmes at $5 Four million. That's twenty million total, and there's contracts, and the Kings get back Miles Turner. All right. Before you guys rip me up and question my trades, the reason I like to see this is I don't think the Kings should trade for Bogdan Bogdan or should sign Bogdan Bogdanovich after the season. So watch for me. And then realistically, in the the grand scheme of things, B.J. Lisa and Rashawn Holmes are they're they're really good bench players, but you got to give a little bit to get some. And I think Miles Turner could really solidify the center position. He could play along Bagley, and would be a move that could help the Kings moving forward, beginning next year.
0: And it went through the trade machine, so it's good. So, what do you guys think? I like Ryan. it, man. I'm I'm a big uh, Miles Turner fan. All right. Uh, obviously he went to Texas, and me and Eric are Texas fans, so little little bias there. But welcome, My- Miles Turner. Miles Turner. He shoots the three. And he is a legitimate rim protector. Uh, And he's young and he fits in the timetable of the Kings, uh, you know, our our window that we think that they're going to that they're going to be good in. Um, As far as as far as Rashawn Holmes, uh, I know everybody loves Rashawn Holmes and he's cool. He plays hard. You know, he's got some uh, he's got some good tools and stuff. But let's be real, man. He's he's not. He doesn't have the ceiling that that Miles Turner has. And he's older, I believe, too. I think Miles Turner's only 24 still. He might even be 23. Um, I I believe he's
1: 24, yeah.
0: Yeah, but besides BJ Lisa, dude, like, yeah, you're cool, man. You shoot threes, but hey, like Eric said, you got to give up some talent to get some talent. And uh, that was a good one, man. I didn't see that one coming.
2: Yeah, and I think that potentially (coughs) I would even be willing to include second-round picks if needed uh, as far as the Kings go. Um, I I would be willing to to give to get this, so... I and I think I do think I should have said too. I think that in, the Indiana Pacers would be interested because um, they get a multiple they get multiple players and the salaries all match within the next year or two that they can really fill their bench and they can contend in the East.
0: Yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, that is something you know when doing these trades. It's not just you can't just put them in the trade machine and think that oh because the money works that that automatically that team's going to do that. No, Indiana is in a legitimate playoff hunt. And I think that helps them out, you know, it, having Bielisa shoot the three and having Rashawn Holmes being able to come in and then obviously bogey for them, you know, spreading the floor and being a playmaker. That is that is a realistic trade that I think Indiana would do.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking up, I've because I've also heard Miles Turner linked to the Kings, you know, and just other <laughs> trade machine ideas before. And I think it does fit. Uh this guy's uh, he you know he scores double digits nearly every night. He can he can rebound, but he's also a good three point guy, uh, or he's also you know like an above average shooter from downtown. So he would pair well with a with a Bagley and Ryan. You're right. He's only 23, so yeah, I think yeah, that would be an interesting ready. fit. And before I pass
0: mine <clears throat> off to your guys' trades,
2: Ryan, your throat there is kill me. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry, uh, guys. I'm
0: I'm a little sick today, man. I'm sorry.
2: So um, the 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 trade machine does does project the Pacers at seven wins over. So you know they do their, their plus minus, and it does it does show the Kings taking a ten uh, win projection hit. So that right there kind of shows that it's talent wise it, it would be in the better better off for the Pacers this year. So who's next, Doug? Ryan,
1: you're out, man. Let's go.
0: Alrighty. Um. Okay. So mine my talent for talent swap. Uh. I'm going to get a lot of pushback for this, I think, because I know Eric holds holds one of these guys in pretty high regards and I do as well. But anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. OK, so I got the Kings giving Bogdanovich and Deadman to Miami for Justice Winslow and Dion Waiters. All right. And uh, my reasoning for this is the same with Eric and the Bogdanovich thing. Uh, we don't want Sacramento to resign them. To, to resign bogey he's gonna cost too much money and and i just don't think he's in the long-term plans um justice winslow is obviously the key part in this um the dude's six foot seven he can handle the ball he can play some defense he's young um and i, I think there's a lot of upside there um as far as deon waiters like we all know deon waiters has his problems with his him eating edibles and stuff on planes and shit and all that but
1: <laughs> the dude
0: the dude can, the dude can score right? Like he, everywhere he's been, he can score, you know, the argument against him is he's not really efficient, whatever dude can put the ball in the, in the hole and uh, coming off the bench, you know, Sacramento needs to acquire talent. They need to acquire guys who could do that. Uh, as far as Dwayne Deadman's concerned, like Doug said last, last week, uh, we'll trade him for a bag of chips. So, uh, you know, just him, him being there, throw in is just kind of to, you know, to keep the salary cap um, even between the two, two teams real quick. Um, Contract-wise for Justice Winslow, uh, three years, 13 mil. And Deion Waiters is two years, 12.1. And then we know Bogey's one year, 8 mil. And then uh, the three years, 13.3 for Deadman. Um, So it works out in the trade machine. Um, You know, Miami is, I think they're like a two seed right now in the East, aren't they? They're
1: playing really well. Yeah,
0: they're they're good, man. And I think that they could use... um, a legitimate shooter like Boganovich, man. I, I, besides hero on that team, I don't know if they really have a knockdown three point shooter like that. Um, Duncan Robinson. So I just think he fits in, you know? Yeah. Well, he, he, I think he just fits in really well with Miami and then Dwayne Dedman being able to, uh, space the floor for them. He could probably give them some meaningful minutes and then, yeah, we, you know, we take on the two athletic guys. Um, and I, I really like justice Winslow. So, what do you guys think?
2: So my, my put my thing on your trade, it's a neutral trade. I put it, it does work in the trade machine. So it's neutral on that. It doesn't really up or up or down the win or loss projection for the other teams. So it's not like one sided. Is basically my point there. Um, why the heat would do it. Um, Dion waiters is locked in for two years at 12. And that is, that is a, that's a not crazy, but it's thick amount of money on your, on your books for a guy that you don't play and you don't have plans for. So, it's kind of like what we've been talking about for the last two months about if the Kings want to dump a contract, they're going to have to include something, and that's what they'll have to include. Justice is only averaging, I think, 11 points a game this year, and Doug, maybe you could help me out why I'm looking it up. I, actually, I got it. 11 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, so scoring-wise, they're not losing. They would be losing some perimeter defense, but I think that the Miami Heat's one of those teams that they're going to make multiple moves, and this could be a one move in the first step of many Um <clears throat> the only thing I could see is for the Miami Heat is that if they're just if they would they could get Bogdanovich for a rental this year and use him for this run if they wanted to resign him it can cause them issues. Say Bogdanovich gets signed around the 18 million mark, Deadman and Bogdanovich could count for 31 million in cap next year on them, which could be that, that's pretty sizable. So um, they'd have to think think about that, but it could be a way for them right off top to to dump Deon Waiters, free up the cap, make a run this year, and see what happens. So I do yeah. like the trade justice. Winslow's a guy I've loved since he came out, I think he is a great perimeter defender. The Kings we've been saying since preseason podcasts, we've been doing can't go wrong when you have length and athleticism that can play multiple positions, guys.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think Miami is in, in a position to take Bogdanovich on that expiring contract, man, cause they are playing really well. They're talented. Um, they they got out of Bayou they have Jimmy Butler uh you know the Tyler Hero Bogdanovich like that's a that's a solid squad over there that could make a run in the Eastern Conference so um I think Miami does go all in you know knowing Pat Riley and his his history uh make a move this year to try to get to the championship why not
2: yeah and they have a lot of expiring contracts the big one they have is Goran Dragic, and his is like is like nineteen million, so I think that's a guy that can get moved. And and when I said that they can make another move, they have a lot of options. Heater in a good position, so good trade, man. I, I really like that one, Doug. Well, also Thank factor
1: in Also factor in You you brought up Goran Dragic. We have heard uh, from several sources Chris Paul linked to Miami as well, so that could be interesting to factor in.
0: Maybe yes. you're foreshadowing the future, Doug, when we go to oh, three team trades. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right doug what's your trade let's hear it okay so my talent swap trade is again what a surprise bogdan bogdanovich and we're throwing in the trevor Ariza contract to orlando oh okay. for you got. aaron gordon oh and i'm i'm sorry and we're throwing in um a second round pick because we want to sweeten up the deal so they're like yeah please take Ariza's deal for aaron gordon and I want to see Aaron Gordon coming, dude. Surprisingly enough, Aaron Gordon is only twenty four. It feels like he's been in the league forever. Um, he's he's under contract not just through this year, but the two years following, and it is at nineteen point uh, eight mil. But it's also on the decline. It's uh it, you know it's kind of like that Harrison Barden deal where it's high up front and then kind of declines. Uh, he's really improved on the defensive end the last few years and i think he would be a nice athletic fit we always bring up athleticism and size i think he would be a good fit to go with a guy like marvin bagley again he's improved defensively through the, uh through the last few years he's a scorer he's almost i think in sacramento because we need depth in uh at the bigs and also rebounding he could become a near double double guy every night and i think that would be entertaining to watch and bogey goes to orlando uh they're kind of st- they're kind of like the kings but probably not as much talent they're they're in the rebuild process who knows if they want to keep them but they take on a deal and they get that second round pick and return so i th- i think it maybe favors the kings a little more but it would be uh i think gordon and sacramento would be an interesting fit
0: yeah i i think uh i mean anytime you get a chance to get aaron gordon that's awesome you know, like Doug said, athleticism size thats what we're always talking about. Uh, with that, you know, I, I when I was doing the trade machine stuff, I was kind of going, you know, I, I looked at the magic a little bit. The only thing is I I don't see the Orlando side of it. Why? Why take Bogdanovich when you're the bottom of the East team? Like, yeah, they might make the playoffs right now, but they have guys just like, you know, they have Evan Fournier, who's literally who's honestly just a better Bogdanovich. Um, and, I, 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 I don't see Orlando making that type of move. It, I, it looks good. It looks good. And everything, but I just I don't see I don't see the advantage for Orlando.
1: I think the main part of this would be getting rid of Aaron Gordon's contract. I, I mean, can, he's I it's, it's approaching that. twenty million. Okay. It's approaching twenty million. Again, it's on the decline, but it is through twenty. 20- one twenty-two. So that would be the main part, and and again, it's a second-round pick, but they get a pick out of it, and it could be something that they throw in in a future trade.
0: Yeah, and I'll give you that. And in, in the big men for Orlando, they do got Mo Bamba, they got Vucevic, uh, they have Jonathan Isaac. Yep. So so they do got dudes. Um, I I could definitely see them doing something like that. I just I just don't see them taking on a guard with an expiring contract. Um, can they do it? Yes. I just you know I I. I don't know i don't know that that's an interesting one i do like aaron gordon a lot though man i i thought about including him in some trades and stuff today as well so
2: my feedback on it is 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 not it's actually not bad and aaron gordon is um statistically he's not as dominant right i mean his stats are okay you know he he averages rebounding wise like like seven let me pull i can pull it up but I don't think he's a crazy superstar, so I know he was a top pick and he was in the dunk contest and all that stuff, and so people kind of think of him that way. So um, not a stretch on that aspect, Doug, but I think the trade for the for Orlando, you're right, Doug, it it does center more around the potential relief for Cap. Ariza's deal I don't think is guaranteed after after this year, and so es- essentially Orlando would be freeing up the $12 million that they'd get and if they chose to resign. Bogdanovich, they could and pair him with Fournier, and they'd have a nice shooting uh, guard, you know, forward combo there. Um if they chose not to re-sign him, then or sign and trade him. If, if there's some options, so I don't know how, how that works, but there could be some options there. So that's not that's not a terrible trade. The King's side, though, is I do question Aaron Gordon and um, Bagley
0: together. Do you like that, Ryan? I do not, but I'm in the business of getting athletic young pieces, so I would be more than happy to take them on. Honestly, like we didn't think Rashawn Holmes and Bagley would, would kind of fit like that. But I mean, dude, anytime you can get a, was it 24 year old who who's athletic like that and has yep. his upside man is, is huge. And I don't think bringing in that contract would really kill us during our, our window. You know, like we, we, we're always talking about, uh, you know, Bagley and Fox, and we're still three, four years away. Like I think bringing Aaron Gordon in wouldn't affect that window anyway. So anytime you get a chance to bring an athletic guy in who has upside, I'm all for it. Cool. All right. I like them all it, guys.
2: Nice, nice job. First round.
1: Okay. So let's move on to our second style of trades. We're going to involve three teams. Okay. So obviously more than two teams, Uh, you know, swapping, Swapping players, swapping contracts, swapping picks if necessary. So, Eric, let's get going on the earth. So, the three-team trades are really difficult to project. And out of all of them, these are like the most, I would
2: say, and you guys tell me what you think, maybe not as realistic. Do you guys feel that way? Because it's so hard to project three teams. Very unrealistic. Yeah, these are
1: difficult to pull
2: off. So, just, we know that before people are like, right? So... Um, okay. My, my, my three team trade, I've been putting this, I did this trade a month ago and it still stands And it. It's, it's similar around, um, it's, it's similar. It's basically Ryan's talent swap trade. Okay. And I didn't even know that you did that, Ryan. It's your talent swap trade, but it's in a three team trade. And so what it is, is it's, it, it involves the Miami heat and Oklahoma city thunder. Okay. And so what this does is this gets the Kings, Justice Winslow and Dion waiters. So we, it pretty much the same reasons we talked about for Ryan. It, it does that. And, and for, um, the Miami heat, they would be getting Chris Paul. All right. And so that's, that's the one I've, I've thought that the heat was the best landing spot for Chris Paul. And then the Oklahoma city thunder, um, would be getting Goran Dragic's. uh, 19 million expiring they'd be getting bogdan bogdanovich and they'd be getting Dwayne dedman so i don't know if you guys are following that do you want me to repeat that or do you guys
0: i'm following i I'm think I, I think
2: i'm following you. Okay. okay so this one i do i would say that there potentially would need to be some picks involved to sweeten it up some some direction um particularly the oklahoma city thunder i don't know if Expi- uh, Twenty million expiring for the Thunder is that it is attractive enough without anything. They would get Bogdanovich in it, um, which everyone seems to love Bogdanovich. So I guess I'll I'll treat him as such in the trade. It gets the Heat a veteran point guard that they can really make the run with, and it gets the Kings Waiters and Winslow. I I think it's favorable all around. Um, what do you guys think?
0: I think Miami would do that in a heartbeat. I think Sacramento would do that in a heartbeat. I don't know if Oklahoma City does it. Um, you know, I, I just Oklahoma City was surprising this year. Okay, they're they're playing really well, and I don't know if they're willing, you know, to to let Chris Paul go right now uh, to bring in Goran Dragic. I, I I just don't know. I don't know. And for Bogey to to come in and be an expiring contract, I I just. I think Oklahoma City wants to stay relevant. I don't know if they make this trade, but I think Sacramento does for sure. And I think Miami does for sure. What's up, Eric? So the thing, though, is like, I don't think it's that much of a drop off for,
2: for, for the Thunder this year. They would still compete this year. You, you guys realize that Goran Dragic is averaging 16 points a game right now. Five and no, 10. I,
0: I understand that. I, you know, am, I understand. So, I think I understand. he could
2: come in and fill the same role. I mean, he's at, at okay, this season, Chris Paul, 16 points, five rebounds, six assists. This season, Goran Drogic, 16 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists. So it's like, I don't think the production drop-off this year is dramatic. And I think it buys them the cap after this year. Because I don't think that Paul's in their future plans. So it buys buys them relevancy this year, cap relief drop-off after this year. The potential for um, Bogdanovich to keep him. And and be able to manage that contract, and then like I said, I think that Miami he would need to maybe include a pick, potentially a first round pick, to sweeten it up for the Thunder. So that's kind of my would be my rebuttal for it. the initial thought is whoa, Chris Paul. They are I hear you because they have been relevant. I don't think Goran Dragic is the drop off that people would think.
0: No, he's not. But I I think a lot of people, um including me, I I think I'm one of the people that I think Chris Paul is very valuable. Um, I know a lot of people. The last few years, kind of, kind of don't see that, but the guy plays defense. He runs your team. He's a true point guard, man. And uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I definitely can see that happening. Um, yeah, good trade, man. That's, that's a difficult one to project. right Three
2: team trades are hard. That's why I said before. But this one is that's reasonable hard. Yeah, no, all that, that's around. Hard. So
0: I just, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's a hard, hard. trade to.
2: And I know the rebuttals. I want you to give me the re- rebuttals that people may give us, and I'll give it to you guys because I'll, yeah. I want us to defend them. Because if people are people are going to call out our trades, and I want them to be like, hey, refer to the podcast. We already we addressed that issue that you're you're
0: bringing Yeah, up and to. and I and I like the trades. I, I I really do like that trade. I would be on board. I'm just like you said. I'm trying to be a, a devil's advocate here and try to you know give me more. You know what I mean? So, Doug, right. I know you had your hand up. What's up, man?
1: Yeah, just real quick. I I actually. I think it makes sense for all three teams. I just think that if if Miami's going after Chris Paul, it means like, hey, we're in it to win now. Obvious I mean, that's kind of an obvious statement. Uh, because the East is kinda inconsistent. I mean, it, you know, the Bucks are obviously really good and then you know, you got the Sixers and Celtics and, and uh Boston. Yeah. But but Miami and their their defensive president and, and you bring on a, a you know, a guy that's played Pretty much an elite level of defense and, and can score still in, in CP3 is interesting. Yeah, And I think absolutely Dragic going to OKC would free up their future. But the only thing I have that could, you know, dev, devil's advocate that is OKC is thinking, hey, and I think it was probably both of you guys said this. I was kind of searching around, but OKC is definitely in the hunt in the West right now. I mean, what are they the six or seven seed currently? They might be a little higher.
0: Uh, they might be, yeah, six seed. They, they may
1: be like their last like, season. Yeah, they're surprising. They've man. been playing really well. And so I think maybe th- that they would just also sell in for the rest of this year and be like, hey, we made the playoffs when we shouldn't have. And they might hold on to Chris Paul. But the last thing though, I, I, I think long I'm always thinking big picture. You know, I, I would actually pull the trick. The last
2: thing though, guys. again, to rebut that point, because I know that's going to be people's little point, is Gorondrogic replaces production, but they're also getting Bogdanovich for this year.
0: And that's huge because OKC is always looking for that two guard, man. Like all these years, all of these years, man, they've been looking for that two guard. And it's like, yeah, well, it's not going to get too much better in bogey at the trade deadline. Especially with an expired contract. And if it doesn't work out, you cut your losses and you got... Helicopter and they have, yeah. So all yeah. right, I think I'm good on my I'm trade. You. Yeah, let's. Ryan, you're up. All right, I'll, I'll, all I'll right, hit, go I'll ahead, hit this next one. Um, let me let me actually bring it up real quick because I don't want to mess anything up. Got it saved on my phone. All right, so my three team trade. Uh, you know, I was thinking of you know last week we're hearing all these rumors about Kyle Kuzma, and um, you know I know we want Andre Drummond you know, a, a lot. That was, That's that's a big one that we've talked about as well. So I thought, all right, let's try to make something work between, you know, both those guys getting moved. Anyways, all right, so I got Detroit giving us Andre Drummond, okay? We're sending Bogdanovich to the Lakers, okay? And then the Detroit Pistons get a young Kuzma. They get Quinn Cook and let me see my last. I don't want to mess this up because I've done 100 of these this morning. Um, and Dwayne Dedman to the Pistons. All right. And the big thing here is... I was going to say, how
1: does that financially work for the Kings? Okay, there yes, you go. Yeah.
0: yeah. So <laughs> the, the big thing here is, uh, you know, the, the, Kings, the Kings get their guy. Okay. They get the guy that, that we think they need. They get that defensive presence inside. He's a beast, man. Um, You give up that expiring contract to the Lakers. Okay. Everybody knows Lakers are all in on the year. Okay. When you have LeBron James, you go all in every year. So... They're, they're gonna they're gonna do that and then um, Detroit gets Kuzma who I think is really good he's young and uh, it doesn't break the bank for them they have the Pistons are in a crazy spot right now because you go look at their contract they literally everybody on their team's like one year deals a, a two-year 20 million deal kind of stuff except for Andre Drummond and now Blake Griffin who's hurt okay so you you look at Detroit's roster they're in, in no position to win right now. All right, Blake Griffin's out for season, they're in no position. So what do you start doing? You build for the future. And the only way to do that is to you got to get rid of your best piece. Okay? Andre Drummond's been there for like 6 years. They haven't done shit. Okay? Time to move on. You get a uh, young Kuzma. Uh I believe Craig Cook was in that. That's just, you know, to kind of counter salary cap and Dwayne Dedman, um, you know, they're just going to have to eat that for the next few years until you know, until uh that's done. But I, I think this benefits all teams. I think it's good for Sacramento because Bogdanovich, again, needs to be moved because we are not going to be able to pay him and you don't want to lose that kind of talent for nothing. So what do you guys think?
2: I OK, all around, all your points. I like it. I like the talent. I think everybody's getting it. I my only thing is, I I don't know. OK, Detroit, are they getting enough? The cap relief is there. Um it's there for the next year or two. Deadman's contract's only guaranteed at for two years, so they could get out of that yep. um, after after next year. So is is cap relief? It can can the Pistons get better cap relief and better assets um, in another trade potentially? I don't know. So someone, my only only thing is, I think another asset's going to have to go back in the direction of the Pistons.
0: I I do, and trade machine trade machine doesn't allow you to put picks in. But yes, you you are one hundred percent right. A pick would need to would need to be go to, we uh, would need to go over there. And um, I I mean I didn't really project that in the trade machine because obviously you can't. Um, it's more just you know players wise matching salary at this moment. But yes, I I I totally agree with you. I think at some point a pick would need to go over there. Yes, and I think that this trade would get even crazier because.
2: If the Pistons aren't getting enough in a, in a trade, I, I think Kings aren't going to include a first round pick as well. is you know, giving up Bogdanovich. So, um, so there's that. The Lakers don't, I don't think you have picks. So this could, this trade could get yep. even deeper because the Pistons could say, okay, if we're not getting a first round pick or the second, round, you have to take another contract on and it can
0: get even crazier so that I could see it. Well, the thing is, the thing is the Pistons don't have any contracts. You could bring up their team, man. They' there's really I I was looking at that and I was like, well, damn, you know, like how are we supposed to? Because I was I was thinking the same thing, you know. And I was trying to play devil's advocate advocate to myself, and it, it, it's they don't really have any bad contracts besides Drummond and Blake Griffin. And let's be realistic; no one's taking on that Blake Griffin. No, they're, contract, they're, they're so. all one
2: years the Tony, the Tony Snell uh contract. The Tony
0: Snell, maybe they could try to dump off as yeah. well, you know. So, but it's just there's not there's not much to work with there, and and. And I think Detroit at this point needs to realize this roster is not going to win. You have a an old Derrick Rose, you have an old beat up Blake Griffin, and you have a young Dr- Drummond who, you know, let let's try to move him. and And I think Kyle Kuzma is a good piece for them. I I don't know if anybody else, um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody else would be willing to give Detroit anything better than that. Um, especially if there's a pick thrown in that that's a huge one. You know that that pick being in there is.
1: That's important. So cool. Cool. Well, Doug, what's yours? All right. Uh, let me hold on. Sorry. I'm on a different oh, page. Wow. I, I didn't back. have it ready. Okay, so what are you doing? No, I, no, I'm ready. I, I was looking up Andre Drummond's contract. I'm sorry. Okay. So <clears throat> my three teams involve obviously the Kings, the Knicks and the Lakers. And so it's kind of similar. I mean, a little bit similar to what Ryan just proposed. So, Basically, the Kings would receive, and I'll go through the whole thing and then I'll explain why. The Kings would receive Julius Randle and Avery Bradley. The Knicks would get Dwayne Dedman, Kyle Kuzma, and a Lakers 2021 unprotected for sure. They have play. it. And the Lakers, uh, yes, they okay. do. I checked. And the Lakers have Bogdan, Bogdanovich. So basically, for the Kings, and and we've linked this name to the Kings before for for a while now. The Kings get a big in Randall. He can score at a high level and rebound. He's only twenty five. He's under control through twenty twenty two. Bradley adds depth at point guard, but he uh you know, he could obviously be used as another uh trade piece uh in the future. He's he's pretty cheap though. He's only four point seven million this year, five million next year. The positive is is it gets rid of the Dwayne Deadman contract and the Kings get a big in return that they could, you know, count as part of their core. goes to The Knicks.
2: Doug? The Knicks. The ta- deadman goes to the Knicks in your trade. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. So the Knicks take on the Deadman contract, but they also get Kyle Kuzma, who obviously is on a cheap deal through next year. He's only 24. He can score. They're trying to rebuild there. He can get there with Barrett and Dennis Smith Jr. Um possibly can sign a bigger deal. But they also to take on that. I need. Uh, can you what? repeat it? I, I, I'm just repeat it one more time for me, please. There's a lot of pieces. <laughs> okay, the Kings. Sorry. Okay, the Kings get Julius Randle and Avery Bradley. Okay. The Knicks get Dwayne Dedman, Kyle Kuzma, and then obviously that okay. that pick, and then the Lakers get Bogey. Okay. So so yeah so what I was saying was is Kuzma goes with that young core. And they'll be willing to take on the Deadman contract, knowing that they'll get a, a first-round pick in the future from the Lakers. And then my last part of it is the Lakers finally get a shooter that uh, in Bogey uh, that they desperately need. They need shooters, and the Kings agreed to a sign and trade for him, so Bogey's locked up in LA for the future. So that's my three-team swap.
2: All right, so the trade works on the trade machine. I, I have a
0: couple. I have a couple. Things I want to throw at you. I, go ahead, Ryan.
1: Real quick. Are you sure the Lakers have their 2021 first rounder? I looked it up yesterday and it said they did. I went to a specific site regarding future draft picks.
0: Okay. No. So. Okay. That's Then All we'll right. try. Hey, I, I'm just his, not sure. That, that was it. He did his work. That was it. Okay. 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 So okay.
2: here's my, here's my, I don't like the trade. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Here's why. Um. That's okay. That's why we're yeah, doing this. I don't this. like to trade. <laughs> I, I think the Lakers get Bogdanovich, great. I think the Knicks would get Kuzma, and the Knicks have a lot of big men already. So taking on two more, that they potentially have to sign one, I don't know how interested they'd be in that. Um, I guess Kuzma would replace Randall, so maybe that that could justify that. The one thing I don't like is that the Kings would be um, taking on twenty-two million over the next. Um, Two years. The only way I guess I could fall, I could feel, I could, I could like this trade is if Bradley was able to. I actually, Doug. You know what? I don't mind it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna take that back. I don't mind it. And the reason I was kind of going off because I, I saw the Kings getting back a lot of contracts, and as I'm looking into it, I guess they're giving up Bogdanovich, who they're not going to sign anyway, and they're giving up Deadman and it gets back to guys. So actually, Doug, I take it back. I actually, I actually. But don't mind the trade.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 for it. I just, dude, I really don't know if the and I'm sorry, I'm stuck on this, but I don't know if the Lakers have their 21, 2021 pick while you were talking. I was reading on it. I think it's protected to the Pelicans, dude. It's I think it's number eight through thirty
1: protected to the Pelicans. It's a twenty twenty one. So make sure you're looking at the right I, year.
0: All right. Let me read it to you right here. OK, and we well, this is straight from. All right. So it says, all right. So the Pelicans trade Anthony Davis Pelicans option to swap 2023 20, first round pick with Lakers in a three team trade with the Lakers Wizards for Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingham writes to DeAndre Hunter first round pick from Lakers protected number eight through 30 in 2021 unprotected in 2022. If the Lakers hit in that protected pick, it's a protected pick. It's a that 2021 you
1: are, is you are right. I'm looking at now. That, t- I yes, that, that
0: 2021 is a protected pick because um, there's there's you can't trade. The the way it works is you can't there in the NBA you uh, you can't trade unprotected back to back years or something like that that new rule that came out whatever uh, so yes that that twenty twenty one pick is protected eight through thirty if if it hits that protection then the Lakers get it twenty twenty two or the the Pelicans get the unprotected in twenty twenty two. Mm. so lakers yeah, don't have the La- yeah and, the, and then the lakers and then the pelicans could swap the lakers in 2023 or 2024 it's crazy lakers don't have a pick for like four years dude okay
1: let me let me let me add this on okay then hold on so no they do have a a 2022 first round pick so, so would they take the 22 if first round they, pick
0: no they have the 22 first round pick okay the lakers do if the pelicans get it this year all right, if the Pelicans don't get that protected pick this year, it becomes unprotected to the Pelicans in 2022. If the Lakers pick this year is protected, all right, it's a 2021 uh, uh, protected number 8 through 30. So if it lands 8 through 30, which it's going to, Pelicans are going to get it unprotected in 2022. That's what's that's what's Damn. happening. The Lakers don't got to pick for so, like four years, dude. So
2: that, that's kind of, yeah, when I looked at it, I was like, I don't know what the Knicks would be getting in it. And if they don't get a first they definitely wouldn't do it. Realistically, Doug, I think the pieces in this trade... Um, could get traded, but maybe not. I don't see the need for a three-team trade with all these three teams, I guess. And maybe that's where my head went because I just saw a lot of contracts moving and I didn't, you know, but the first round pick does change the game.
1: The La- well, well, here here too, I'm I'm looking further and I apologize for, I guess you could say, being ill-prepared. But, no, you're good. We're, uh, this is what we're here the, for, the man. King- this is- no, 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 you're, you're right. Uh, the, the Lakers do have a first-round pick in the 2020 draft, which is this year. So would they be willing to part with their upcoming pick? Because
0: it's, it's protected though, this year, dude.
1: No, you're it, talking next year. 21 no, is protected.
0: I think this year too.
1: Anyways, we'll come back to it. Cause I'm looking at it in 2020. Their first round pick has absolutely no notes next to it. 2021. Okay. Does.
0: okay if, if 2020 is, the only, all right, okay, I'll give you that. If 2020 is, if, if it's and their pick. And they throw
1: that in, the Knicks absolutely take that, I believe. But it's going to be like the 30th pick in the draft. It is, but it's still a first-round pick. You're right, you're right.
2: That, okay, but like I said, I said the that. beginning, three-team teams are really, three-trade, three-team trades are tough because they're tough to project everybody equal value and what all three teams' goals are in the trade. So um, I know those are the ones we're probably going to get most crushed on. Not bad all around. Um, but ultimately, if the Kings got... It's about the Kings, guys. It's about the Kings. And if the Kings got Randle, it's a guy I like.
0: Here's a note for everybody. There was a common theme with all these draft picks, and they all revolved around Bogdanovich. Just <laughs> just to throw that out there, guys, Like we've been preaching this since October, and I know a lot of people were crushing us a couple months ago about this, and now it's starting to pick up, and people are starting to see... Uh, I'd be very disappointed if, if Big is on the team after the trade deadline. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep reiterating that every week because, uh, you know, that was something we were very, you know, very much preaching about early on, and we did get a lot of feedback from that, and a lot of it was negative. Uh, and it's just you know it's refreshing for us to see that people are starting to come around to the idea of Big getting getting. That's moved. true.
2: I was getting crushed. People talking shit to me. So. Cool.
0: Yeah, cool
2: yeah
1: that, that was a... yeah it's it's definitely picked up in the last week or two uh okay so i think i think we're good with that i'll take the big l for not doing dun, enough homework dun, dun, late last night. <laughs> 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 so um but yeah you know what i'll just take the easy route and say substitute 2020 instead of 2021 which i still think we're agreed. So agreed that's fine agreed um okay so our last style of Trade here, and Eric, you can define it as we're we're doing salary swap. So it's you're either giving up a salary, aka a salary dump, or you're taking on a big salary. Is that yeah? And
2: I think we more as we dove into the trade machine, we talked about is more like a futures trade. So either you're get you're you're moving an undesirable contract on your team, and you're giving up something to move that, or you're taking on an undesirable contract on another team, and you're. Taking on an asset to receive that—is that you guys following along? Is that kind of what you follow along? Tracking.
1: Yes. Yes, Okay.
0: So
2: for for mine, um, I have not talked about this, and I haven't told you guys this. So, um, it includes the the Hawks. All right, and I think you're gonna like this one, Ryan. The contract we're moving is Deadman's contract. The and what we're including to move Deadman's contract is Bogdanovich. Okay. Um. In in this trade, the Kings are not getting anything. The Kings are getting back cap relief in this trade. That's what they're getting back. They're not getting back really much talent, um, except they're getting Jabari Parker. All right. So the Kings would be giving up athlete. The Kings would be giving up uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich and Dwayne Dedmon at thirteen million a year and eight million a year. So that's twenty-one million dollars in contracts and change. They would be taking on Jabari Parker at a very team-friendly two-year six-six million dollar deal, and Jabari Parker. Doug, can you look up his scoring for me? Um, he's a he's a real
1: scorer. Yeah, I know he can score. And yeah. with the
2: other contract that's in there is that the Atlanta Hawks are, um, including Evan Turner's eighteen million expiring. Now, this is an ultimate wishful thinking deal for me. Um, the only reason I I usually don't go for stuff like this because. I know better, but I think it is actually somewhat realistic in this case. I read an article when I did this trade. I, I, I read a couple things from the Atlanta's uh, journal stuff. And Parker Parker's hurt for two weeks. He's always hurt. So there's the risk for the Kings, but he's not getting paid that much. And Evan Turner's gotten benched ahead of the trade deadline. They're looking to move him. Also, there's articles out there that the Hawks need a center, and they've been, they've been rumored for about three to four weeks about getting back Deadman getting him back he was there last year he was productive just getting him back the, the deadman's deal is not bad it's it's bad if you're not playing him so um they would be basically getting bogdanovich to to, to pair um with with the talent that they have there and take on Dedman to play him and they'd be dumping they'd be dumping some contracts so
0: what do you guys think you like that that is very very realistic i think uh because of the evan turner thing that's such a that dude, man. That they're not even playing him, okay? <laughs> like that—that is—that is a very good trade, um, because to the Deadman going back to Atlanta, they know what they're gonna get with Dwayne Deadman. okay? like obviously they know what they're gonna get with that guy, and uh, I I think Atlanta does that in a heartbeat, man. And I think for Sacramento, we've been saying this for years: take on some cap, and that, that's how that's the way things are done, man. And I I. Good job, man. That's I didn't see that. You were telling me like you weren't telling me earlier this morning when we were talking, you're like, No, I'm not gonna tell you this one, blah blah, blah. So no, that, that was good, man. Waited your hope for Jabari home Parker,
2: fifteen points a game, six million for the next two years. And I know. and really Evan Turner's contract at eighteen million expiring is what the Kings could hope for because they would go into this offseason yeah. shedding shedding Deadman's contract they would not have to worry about the Bogdanovich signing him and they would have a, the Kings could essentially have like 20 million free this summer that they would not have otherwise. And that's so valuable to three sign guys. if you know, if people really like homes and they, they decide they want to go that way, there's like a lot. it just it's what I've been saying forever. It's kind of my thing in the NBA is if you're not a great team, you put yourself in a position where you're flexible. you do not want to be locked in and this creates the ultimate flexibility and it gives them a forward who can contribute scoring-wise.
0: So, cool. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like a – that's best-case scenario right best there. Best-case scenario. Uh, at least for, for people – you guys got to understand too is like when you're doing cap relief stuff and when you're doing futures things, these are hard to project because they're kind of wishful thinking. You're kind of looking at like a best-case scenario for Sacramento – you know, like this is what we're going to have. You know, this is what we need to do. It's it's a hard trade to make. And uh, Eric, you did your homework on that, man. That's that's good stuff right there. Now, my, mine's like pretty dull compared to that. Actually, dude, it kind of sucks. <laughs> well, let's hear it. These, these ones aren't that exciting, though, though, right. you know, like like uh, they're, they're not, not that exciting. exciting. That is, dude, that that is that is good. That's good stuff right Just there, man. Just wait. <laughs> all right. So mine. uh All right. My let's be honest. Mine's not. Nothing like that, but it's something that we've been talking about four years since this dude signed like the four-year, like ninety million dollars, whatever the hell it was over there. All right, it involves Charlotte and Nikolai Batum, okay, um, and their pick. It would have to be there would be some protected. It would be a protected pick. Charlotte's not going to give us an unprotected twenty twenty whatever. Okay, let's let's be real about this. But um, it, it's it's all about getting assets for an expiring McDonovich contract that we don't need to resign. Okay. And it's Deadman and Bogdanovich for Nikolai Batum. Uh let me let me bring up Batum's contract up here. Uh, mine's not that glamorous, guys. All right, but it's two years, 25 and a half mil left. Okay. Um, for Bogdanovich and Deadman, and obviously we get that protected pick. My reasoning on this is uh You know, Charlotte's kind of been handicapped the last few years over over Batum's contract. They went there was that summer a couple years ago when Tyler Johnson got a bunch of money and you know the Charlotte was coming off like a playoff uh, a little playoff run they made the playoffs whatever and Jordan went out and resigned you know he gave Marvin Williams money he gave Nikolai Batum money uh, and now ever since then they've kind of just been playing catch up right that roster wasn't good enough for you to go and do that and I, I think it finally gets Charlotte I think they paid Bismarck Biombo that year and this trade for me, it, it gives Charlotte the relief of uh, that bad year. Uh, so I, 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 it's not glamorous. You know, Sack gets a, a protected first round pick. They take on the Nikolai Batum contract. Who, Nikolai Batum's cool, man. He's six foot eight or whatever. He's older, but he can spread the floor and he, he can play for us. So what do you guys he, think?
2: Nick, he doesn't, He he's, has he, does he even play? I don't even, I never even know with that guy. I don't
0: think so, yeah. I, I don't know if he know, plays, man.
2: like he's averaging three points a game this year. I don't even know if he's hurt or healthy. He seems to be hurt sometimes. So here's the thing, 25 million a year is. That is, when you start getting into that, you're getting into like max territory. That's a huge, that's a huge uh dead chunk to take on, especially for a guy who doesn't really contribute so for the kings because people are like we're gonna trade Bogdanovich for for blah, 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 blah. this is a trade where you get an asset and so maybe I think the kings could actually um squeeze you know, get an unprotected pick. pick or squeeze more out of it
0: yeah so yeah. no I, I'm with you I was I was kind of being modest you know I don't want to jump the gun but just for this, this is kind of you know just throwing it out there, guys. Like, hey, this is this is the type of moves that sack. You know, sometimes you got to take on some you got to take on somebody else's burden to build your team, and you and you take on a burden to get assets for the future. And that's what this whole trade scenario was. It was a futures and uh, uh kind of thing to build for the next year and the year after. And this and the year is after yes. So. The,
2: and what would be a couple things attractive on this trade is next year, and this is where it gets cool. Next year, Batum's contract would, would be expiring twenty five million. Now, a contract that big, a big, big contracts over multiple years, not valuable because you have to sit on them because they're guaranteed contracts that big on expiring, extremely valuable because then you can use the expiring to go get somebody or be in a three team or whatever that a team could essentially take that on and clear the 25 cap. So if the Kings next year at this time at the trade deadline are in a position to where they want to be buyers They could offer up Batum's twenty-five million expiring, and they can go get a disgruntled uh, or or superstar type of player who may not be fit a good fit for that team. So, like this year, you know, Kevin Love or or Griffin or Drummond or. Yeah, Blake guys, Griffin, like that's the, what I
0: was going to say. An example would be like Blake Griffin. fall in yes. that
2: category because then the Kings could say, here's Batum's expiring. We'll, we'll take on the next three years of Griffin's deal. We'll include a couple young whatever potential pieces. And here, here's your cap relief, blah, blah, blah. Teams pay for cap relief. And it's something I mentioned early in the season. It's that my ultimate example when I talk to people just to shoot the shit about stuff like this is the, is the Cleveland Caval- Cavaliers um, Clippers deal several years ago where they traded Baron Davis. Baron Davis. Um, and, and to to the um the Cavs and they paid a first round pick and the first round pick ended up being Kyrie Irving right because they include here's a first round and and for people in the NFL it's it's what um the Texans did when they moved off of Brock Osweiler right they signed Brock, Brock Osweiler that fat deal and they gave up they gave up a big it's a it's a great strategy without having you to give up assets um and if you're a rebuilding team that's what you do you take on shit you take on shit and you get futures and so um the Kings would absolutely need to get the unprotected, or even maybe top three protected, uh, to for them to do it. If not, then the, then then we're talking about um, the Kings potentially including a couple more, uh, a couple more. Con- but the Kings don't have contracts that are undesirable, so I don't even see that. I don't see this trade working unless the Kings get back something real nice, real nice, because it
0: it it, it would be it would be a pick. That's the main thing I centered around. Um, I think it'd be. I don't know if the Charlotte would give up. You know, at some point you kind of just eat. You know, just eat it. You have to eat it, but but you know, at but some point it would
2: soften the blow for the Hornets. Is that yes? We are going to take your unprotected pick. It's ours. Give it to us. But we're also going to include Bogdanovich so that you have a a, a guy who. In a lot of trade scenarios, Bogdanovich is kind of equivalent to a first round pick, right? As far as talent production. So it would be softening that and,
0: landing for them. So they wouldn't
2: be completely out. They would be getting a little something back.
0: And and Charlotte, they aren't a uh you know, it's not a free agent destination. So if you own the rights to a guy like Bogdanovich, I, I could definitely see Bogdanovich going back to Charlotte in the offseason as well. So uh yeah, that that that's 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 a big deal for a team like that. And it'd be a big deal for a team like us when you're not a big free agent market. But, yeah, um, let, let's go on, Doug. Let's hear your. Uh, your relief for okay, so futures.
1: My. Uh, mine features a name that has not been mentioned once today, so I hope you guys are excited for the next 10 seconds. Uh, it involves obviously the Kings and I'm going back to the Knicks. So what's happening here? I'm not thrilled about it, but whatever it's different the knicks get harrison barnes and a uh, 2020 second round pick and the kings get back marcus morris and wayne ellington you went all what this does is it gets the kings out of that pretty much yes
0: yeah, because that's so that, what that, it does.
1: Morris, is like 15 mil too. That's a good one. Yeah, Okay, I like it so far. Well, So the Kings get out of the longer expensive deal with Barnes, and in return they get Morris, who's in an expiring $15 million contract. But he is having a career year. He's 30, so he's not like super old, but he's putting up. What is he putting up? Like 19 a game right now in his, New York. Put, his he's player really efficiency rating is higher Anybody's, than Barnes. Yes, he is. He is playing very well this year. But it it gives them the financial flexibility if they don't want to bring him back next year. But it would be an interesting fit. He's a bruiser. Would be interesting to see him in the front court for the Kings. So then the Kings are on the other end. The Knicks get a veteran small forward who's only 27, though. So he's younger. That would be the plus that can score, shoot, play defense. And he's under control for the next few years. And he could kind of be that veteran middle piece to go with that young core in New York. So that's mine. Harrison Barnes and a 2020 second round pick to the Knicks for Marcus Morris and Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington's kind of just a throw-in.
0: I I I like it on Sacramento's part. You're getting um, you know, you're you're making yourself flexible. It's like we always say, keep yourself flexible. Um I don't think the Knicks do it. You know, I, I just don't see them. Harrison Barnes isn't gonna, you know, that that's not a long term solution uh, for New York, and I think, uh, you know, money wise, New York, there's a reason they signed all these guys to like one year deals this year, is they tried to stay relevant this year but give themselves flexibility to go after a free agent again next year, like they've missed out on the last few years. Um, So in that aspect, I don't think that they're that they would do that. But for Sacramento, that is exactly what we're talking about. you know, keeping yourself flexible and making a, uh, you know, making a move like that. Because I, Barnes is cool. I, I really like Barnes, but he's, again, not in our long-term, long-term plans. And I think that would free up, um, uh, you know, free up some money. And Marcus Morris is cool, actually. I like that. I like that if, idea. Um, yeah,
2: I, I see what you're, go- you're doing, Doug. I do see what you're doing. That's if the Kings have buyers remorse and they want to move Barnes. And... I see, I see what you're doing. I, I'm, I am with Ryan in that the Knicks, I, I think are in a, they're, they're going to try to do something next year too. They, they have, they're, they have the flexibility. So, so Barnes would kind of lock them in, um, for, for a while. So there's that, I think sure, I, sure. I, I put this trade through the trade machine. Um, and one thing that if you really, really wanted to get this trade off and if, and this is saying that the Kings are in, um, they want to kind of go in a a different direction and get cap relief but they could potentially include bogdanovich in a trade like this with harrison barnes and i took a look and and the kings would have to take back like taj gibson too and then we're talking about 30 million of contracts expiring and in in you know but i i just i i'm with i'm with you ryan i think that um I like it for the Kings sense. And I think that next year, actually, Doug, if when we're doing this, I think Harrison Barnes is gonna be the target that we could be floating if the if the Kings aren't doing Yeah. One less year and the Kings Kings are going a different direction. Like that might be be the contract where the Kings might have to do this. But I don't wanna see the Kings make a deal like this where they're gonna have to pay to move a contract after this year. I'm hoping that the Kings put themselves in position this year to where they are um flexible and they don't have to dump contracts because once you if you're dumping contracts next year and the year after that means that we're not winning and we're not in a good position
0: yeah and um a one that could have helped doug actually i i went through trade scenarios with new york this uh this morning because i know of their expiring deals and stuff something that would help uh You know, instead of maybe like Marcus Morris or something, maybe Bobby Portis, because he's got that two-year deal on that. It's two years, 15 I threw threw in Taj Gibson, uh, Ryan. Or at 15 mil. I
1: actually had him on there yesterday. Taj Taj Gibson,
0: I believe, is two years, nine mil. But New York signed Marcus Morris to that one-year deal because of that flexibility that they're going to have. And then uh, the possibility, because he's playing so well, that's a good call. I do think he's going to get traded at the deadline to a contender. Uh but for Sacramento's sake, if you're going to go give Harrison Barnes and and New York's going to take on a, what is it, four-year contract like that, you're going to have to take something else from New York. And it kind of, you know, Bobby Portis, I, I think New York would be more reluctant to give him than uh, rather than, uh, what's his name? I just want to play. Marcus Morris, you know. So uh, I like the idea, though. That is that is something to, to look out for. New York is going to be, they are going to be moving. They're going to be sellers, man, big time.
1: That's all of them. Yeah, so do you guys have any like yeah, do you guys have any other like extra bonus ideas we want to I hear? I do.
0: I do and and we've brought this one up before and that's why I didn't include it when we did our three scenarios for each person, but uh the Tim Hardaway trade, um that's an easy one. I I think it was I want to say was it Dedman McDonovich? Yeah. Yeah, 138. Yeah. Dedman McDonovich straight yes. up for Tim Hardaway. Um that gives you know, that 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 would give Dallas, who's playing really well right now, a little more depth and equal talent to Bogdanovich and uh Tim Hardaway. But that would give them a little more depth and you know, to make a playoff push or something like that, with the Bogdanovich uh contract expiring, keep them a little more flexible in the offseason. So, uh, that's what I would like to see. And then I tried really hard to because I love Kevin Love. I tried really hard to get a Kevin Love deal <laughs> uh to work out, but it's, it's just not going to, it's not smart for Sacramento. So that I was kind of bummed at that, but yeah, I, I, you know, the Tim Hardaway and then obviously the Kuzma one that we've talked about last week, but that's, that's about I, it
1: for me. No, I don't no, have I'm like a real, spe- you, you, you Oh, go, go ahead. ahead, Eric. Go ahead. Okay. I would just say like, I've been thinking about the last few days and there's not really like a specific, nucleus of a trade i can think with them but i've i really think an interesting team at the deadline this year will be new orleans um they're kind they've been playing much better lately and they could be getting zion back like any week now
0: dude they're blowing that shit up dude drew holiday is gonna be gone jj reddick's i read the thing today that's interesting i'm glad you brought this up Doug. good job drew holiday i i read some stuff man drew holiday to indiana all right I saw uh, J.J. Reddick to the Lakers. They're going to blow it up, dude, because there's no reason. Drew Holiday's contract is massive, dude. It's
1: like 29, isn't it? Yeah, it's massive.
0: And they're they're just not, you know, he doesn't fit in the long-term plans. Drew Holiday's legit, too. And then for a guy like J.J. Reddick, man, I think he's on a two-year contract. But for him, you know, he's so valuable, dude, as a shooter. He
1: was he was a name I was really yeah. centering around because I think he would be a nice little dump yeah. and he's still putting up 15 points again this year. Yep. He's still an elite three point shooter, okay. you know, but I just, I'm really curious. I'm really curious to see uh, what they do when Zion actually can play. Cause I oh, think well, they're, they're
0: going to blow, blow that shit up, dude. Pelicans are going to blow that all those veterans on that team are going to go and they're going to, their nucleus is, I think they're going to try to build around Zion, Brandon Ingram. And I got one, I got one, I got one
2: teaser and then so, I got something to propose Eric. to you guys. So my, my little teaser I hear is um, a name that I've been hearing is Robert Covington. I like Robert Covington. And so my, my teaser, I almost put it yes. in, but I'll, yes. I'll throw it in now is, is Bogdan Bogdanovich and Yogi Ferrell for, uh for Covington. Covington has 11 million a year. That guy, that guy's a real three and D player. um, and he could play I, that what, what Covington would do, it would allow him to play next to in between Barnes and in between Bagley at the power forward and, you know, small forward combo type of position. And I think that real, it would create some, of an optimal lineup for the Kings. And then, uh, and then what it does for the Timberwolves, is it gives Bogdanovich, um, and Farrell both expiring. So it gives expiring and gives them the option to resign. So that's my little teaser. We don't have to go crazy on it, but, um, I,
1: I literally had those three same exact names in a trade last night. That's interesting. Because Covington I have heard linked to some trades. Yeah, it's and, and it, some it, for the Kings too.
0: Roko's cool, but that dude's going to contender as well. Minnesota's gonna get a little something for him. I dude, there's when you when you type in if you just go on Google and you type in NBA trade rumors, literally the ones that we just talked about are coming up. It's it's Robert Covington and JJ Reddick. And Drew Holiday are like the hot names, i've like guys that are going to move, veteran guys that are going to go to playoff contending teams, and uh yeah, so like those are those are cool, but I don't see, I don't see Seth pulling it, in Robert Covington. For, it's the teaser. For I don't. Me it I don't just doesn't do to crazy But but
2: can we do something real quick? um Yeah. Do you guys want to? Yeah, know yeah. Everybody list their favorite one out of everybody's. Now we've heard them all because we didn't really get a chance. Who who like everybody's favorites and can't pick twice. Well, Just it's kind of hard
1: because we like we don't have we don't Just, have um well, right in front of st- our face. One that sticks
0: out for me that I didn't I'm not going to pick mine obviously, but Eric, you're Atlanta for the, the Evan Turner and uh, the Deadman going back to Atlanta, the McDonaldovich back to Atlanta. Uh, that one sticks out because of you know the the cap relief for Atlanta and the the future flexibility for Sacramento in that uh, and. To make three-team trades, man, it's really hard to to get it to where both sides uh, it's beneficial for. And I think that one you did do your homework on, man, and that was something that was beneficial for both sides. Yeah, and it, it stuck, out, I, stuck out to me go still. Go
1: I think... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I, if it was about what Ryan oh, just said, yeah, go ahead. My, my favorite one
2: um was Ryan, the one that gets Justice Winslow, yeah, the straight-up one. Can you tell me that again?
0: Yeah. It was Dion Waiters, Justice Winslow for Bogdanovich. That's my that's Blaine my number two because I belief. just
2: I just really covet Winslow. I think I think Dion Waiters if he's hey weeds hell, weeds legal out here in California, son. I'm not even tripping on that. So so if he comes over here, <laughs> Come and all he's player, like, cool. I think he could be a bench score, and so that's my number two. Doug, do you have a favorite?
1: I think that. Yeah, just the one that you just mentioned with Winslow and Waiters. I think that's like maybe 1B because that's like a very realistic option. Um but like favorite for me like you know probably won't happen. There's like less than a 2% chance of it happening. But I think the one that's my most interesting one is the Andre Drummond one because you know those are three teams that if all the pieces that you involve, I think it was Ryan's, right? Yeah, that was Ryan's it was. Trade.
0: Let me, let me, let me recap real quick on that. Just Go so you know, it was Drummond to Sacramento, Bogdanovich to the Lakers and then Kuzma Quinn cook. And I can't remember some other bench player for the Lakers uh, going to Detroit or no, no it was Deadman, Deadman going to Detroit. That's what it was. So.
1: Yeah. So, and, and that's a trade that helps all three teams. The Lakers get the shooter. They want the, the Pistons get rid of a big contract and get some maybe future pieces that can help them there. They're also in that semi-rebuild phase, and then the Kings get someone that is, you know, you could argue top two or three best big man in the league. So I mean, it's a win-win-win. Obviously, probably won't happen, but if the Kings ever got a guy like Andre Drummond, I would be He's ecstatic. ecstatic so, yeah, so ecstatic. So, uh, you know, these are things that we enjoy to do. Obviously, if you listen to Kings Cast regularly, we, you know, that we like to go over uh ideas we like to think outside the box we don't want we want you to know we're not tunnel vision guys we we look outside the box and and think about ideas to improve the kings not just in the moment but for the future as well and so if like we said at the beginning of the episode if you have any ideas regarding trades you know stuff stuff like that we want to hear from you we want (coughs) to talk with you if we if it's you know Nice and cordial, or if we have to kind of get into it with you, we're down to do it. So, we want to hear from you regarding trades. that's heating up right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, for Defresh, Eric, Ryan, go, Kangs. Kangs. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast. Look for new episodes weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for BLE. AV on YouTube.